0: This is Matthew J. Thanks for checking out the show. Do you like spooky, wicked conspiracy history and stories? Do you like hearing short stories that just make you question, is that true? Then sit down and turn up the volume. All information used in this podcast is protected by fair use. Episode 13, An Alien Invasion in Kentucky. Let me introduce myself. My name is Matthew J. am your host and storyteller. I love talking to people and listening about their stories, about anything they find interesting. I graduated with a history degree from UNC. I enjoy telling stories and doing the research to get deeper into these accounts. So this podcast is about history, kooky tales, cryptozoology, ghost stories, and all the conspiracy theories that keep me asking, is that true? Do you like this podcast? Then we need to thank Anchor and Spotify for helping to get this podcast distributed. Please share the show with your family, friends, co-workers, aliens from another planet, or any creature you know that listens to podcasts. It helps more people find the show. We need more listeners to get more stories. Thanks to all my listeners, this show is now worldwide. The show needs your five-star reviews on Apple to get more listeners, which helps us get new stories. Give the show five stars and write a positive review, and at the end of the show, I'll give you a shout-out. This is the spooky and wicked 13th episode, and please reach out to me via the email address if you would like to share a story about your own experience. The email address is podcast at gmail.com. The account I'll be talking about tonight takes place in the state of Kentucky. When I mention the name Kentucky, you probably think of horses running in open pastures, good-tasting bourbon, or you picture the Kentucky Wildcats basketball team, maybe you remember your trip to the Mammoth Cave National Park. After this story, your first memory will become about the little green men with wicked intentions. This is going to be an awesome story that only a few people know about. Let's start there pull information from the Google machine and learn a little history. Stay with me, this is just to give you the backdrop. Per the 2019 census, the state of Kentucky has a population of 4.468 million people. The capital of Kentucky is Frankfort. The two largest cities in Kentucky are Louisville and Lexington. It is known as the bluegrass state, based on the species of grass found in the many pastures that support racehorses. Kentucky is the location of the world's longest cave system, which is known as Mammoth Cave National Park. Kentucky is known for horse racing, bourbon, Louisville Slugger baseball bats, Kentucky fried chicken, and Papa John's. The unincorporated community of Kelly is located in Christian County, Kentucky. Per the 2010 information, Christian County has a population of 73,955. The closest international airport is in Nashville, Tennessee, a distance of 68 miles. The closest U.S. Air Force Base near Kelly, Kentucky is the Arnold Air Force Base in Tullahoma, Tennessee. Distance, 154 miles. That is some good information to help us get going on this audible adventure. Some of this information referenced in this story is from the book Real Monsters, Gruesome Critters, and Beasts from the Dark Side by Brad Steger, 2011. Also, the History Channel website. It all started on August 21, 1955, in the small hamlet of Kelly, Kentucky, a rural community off U.S. Route 41. That night, Kentucky was invaded by, quote, little green men, end quote. The farm where this takes place was Gather McGee's, and it was being rented by the Sutton family. The Sutton family rental home was only three rooms that had no running water, no telephone, no radio, no TV, and no books, a below average property. The place did have power and working lights. That would be a God item. During that Sunday evening of August 21st, a teenage boy who was a friend of the Suttons and was visiting by the name of Billy Ray Taylor, leaves the house and heads down to the well to fetch himself a drink of cold water. He begins to drink the water and starts to look up into the sky that moment he spotted a large bright silvery object land about a city block away from the well and the house. This freaks him out since he saw it fly over him without making a sound and then it lands by dropping straight down with ease. He runs back to the Sutton family home where there are seven adults and three children. They're there talking and laughing about the times they worked together in a traveling carnival and most likely cooking cabbage. Billy Ray begins telling all of them that some sort of ship landed near the house. The Sutton family and Billy Ray's wife did not believe him, but Billy Ray convinces Lucky Sutton about an hour later to go with him since the dogs on the property were barking like crazy. Lucky Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor walk out of the house, and all of a sudden they begin to see a strange glow coming from the area where Billy Ray saw the spaceship land. In the glowing light comes out of the shadows little men, less than four feet tall, with long arms and large round heads. The number of creatures has been reported to be 12 to 15. Holy cow! Could you imagine seeing little men with long arms walking out of the dark? I would be freaking out and running like a chicken. The rest of the story is an out-of-this-world nightmare. So at this point, Lucky and Billy Ray then run back into the house and retrieve the guns they had on the property for hunting and protection. They head back out, telling the women and the children to stay in the house and take cover. They begin to notice the creatures had yellow glowing eyes and their bodies gave off, quote, an eerie shimmery in the light, end quote, as if their skin was made of, quote, silver metal, end quote. They also noticed the beings seemed very sensitive to the outside lights from the farmhouse. The aliens would stop right at the edge of the light in the darkness. At that point, Lucky and Billy Ray began shooting at the creatures. The bullets from the 20-gauge shotgun and the 22 rifle began to bounce off the space invaders, and per the witnesses, quote, the bullets just seemed to bounce off the nickel-plated armor, end quote. Wow, that is amazing. That aliens in 1955 had bulletproof vests. The creatures started to find ways around the light and get closer to the house. Lucky and Billy Ray began to hit the creatures many more times with bullets bouncing off and the creatures reacted by either falling down, scurrying away or turning into a large ball and rolling back into the dark. Lucky even shot one point blank with the shotgun and the thing simply did a somersault move and headed back towards the darkness. The battle lasted for about four hours. It became time for the Sutton family and the friends to get out of this house. They mentioned that during a brief meeting in a hallway from the doors and the windows, the matriarch of the family, Glenny Lankford, begins to, quote, see a five-gallon gasoline can with a head on it and small legs, and it was shimmering bright metal like a refrigerator, end quote. Lucky shoots and hits the creature through a window, and it bounces back into the darkness. They begin to form a final plan to escape. They begin to head out, and Lucky and Billy lead the way. At that moment, quote, a giant claw-like hand reaches down from the porch roof and touches Billy Ray's hair, end quote. He then begins to shoot at that creature. He hits it and fired at another one in a nearby tree that floats out of the tree and retreats into the darkness of the woodline. They race to their vehicles and head out of Kelly on Route 41 towards the major town of Hopkinsville, Kentucky. The Suttons and family friends parked the cars quickly, and they run into the Hopkinsville Police Station a little after 11 p.m. The police that were manning the station that night recognized that they were terror-struck and were out of breath. Now I am not clear on this point, but either Billy Ray or Lucky was so upset that the police asked one of the men to calm down because his pulse rate was beating at 140 beats per minute, which was measured by an investigator. They began to tell Police Chief Russell Greenwell about the frightening encounter. He later told U.S. Air Force investigators that he believed something had happened because, quote, these are not the kind of people who normally run to the police for help, end quote. Chief Greenwell further states these people were not a drinking family, and reaching for their guns first and then getting police involved was common. Chief Greenwell is convinced that units need to be dispatched to the farmhouse in Kelly. At this point, the local police call for backup just in case things get out of this world once they arrive at the farmhouse. Local police, military police from Fort Campbell, and a photographer from the Kentucky New Era newspaper make it to the house. When they arrive, there are a lot of shell casings, the house is riddled with bullet holes, and there is no evidence of proof of heavy drinking. The lack of physical evidence of the creatures or the ship begins to have the authorities to doubt the stories. The next day, the family was interviewed by a local radio station employee by the name of Bud Ledwith, and he began to draw sketches from the eyewitness descriptions of the creatures. According to Bud, he was impressed with the quote, remarkable specificity and consistency, end quote, of the alien descriptions when both men were interviewed separately from each other. These drawings are available for view on the internet. Just Google Kelly Kentucky Little Men drawings and check them out for yourself. The incident was looked into by Project Blue Book, but that group trusted more on the Fort Campbell reports to come up with no idea. Later in 1956, a ufologist by the name of Isabel Davis did an in-depth research event into the Sutton alien battle, but determined that it was not a deliberate hoax, it was not a publicity event, or it was not a group hallucination. But she still did not find a suitable answer that if it did or did not happen. Some people believe the Suttons, who did work in the traveling carnival world, made up the story for financial gain. Why do people think it was an attempt to make money? A few days later... After the Sutton story was on all the local national newspapers, the Suttons began to charge an admission fee at the driveway 50 cents to enter the property, a dollar for information about the incident, and $10 for taking pictures of the house and the spaceship landing area. The Suttons state they did this because too many people were trespassing on their land. They state their story is true and it changed their simple Kentucky lives forever. So what do you think? Do you think that aliens invaded Kelly, Kentucky on August 21st, 1955? Do you think that a family was attacked by little men with big heads, glowing yellow eyes, and wearing metal armor? Do you think that Lucky and Billy Ray might have been hit in the bottle instead of that cold, refreshing well water? Do you think it was a plan by the quiet Sutton family to make some money and get people to visit the alien landing battlefield site? This is one of my favorite alien stories because it scares me and it makes me think. What did those aliens want with the Sutton family, and why invade Kelly, Kentucky? I love this story, and that's why I wanted to share it with you. Please give the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Please share it with your friends and family on Anchor and Spotify. Please email suggested stories or some of your stories that I can read on the podcast. Please email me at Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, this podcast can be followed on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket cast, and Castbox. More to come. We have listeners worldwide, and I would love to hear from you about some topics. Since the show is now banned from the app next door, I would like to give a shout out to my listeners from Durham, North Carolina, Jane and Kim, for their support and help to promote the show. A big thanks to the five stars and positive review on Apple Podcasts from S Elephants. Again, thank you and keep listening for our next show. Good day.